Welcome to Fun is Fundamental. Fun is Fundamental is a podcast for those who realize that the enjoyment of life is about having something deep in our souls which lights our fire. It's for those who maybe have lost that fire and feel like they are missing out on the pleasures of life. In each episode, I will share recent fun activities and focus on why having fun is essential for good health. I'm your host, Elena, and I invite you to take this journey with me and join the pleasure-seeking movement. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing today? I am absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to see you today and talk to you. Um, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what brought, like, what made you uh, find out that the art of, the, find the art of storytelling and how it has affected your life? Yes. So my name is Sarah and I am a storytelling coach. I also have a podcast called Stories That Wow. I am also a two-time best-selling author and all of the connection between all of those is stories, which now I can see in hindsight, but I think at the time I couldn't see quite as clearly because this has been a new venture for me. This year, I have been looking for quite a while, like a lot of people, like, what's my niche? What's my thing? And I was reaching out to help somebody with their podcast and with their voice. And someone that was struggling to kind of find their voice said that they didn't really like hearing themselves. And I think lots of us struggle with that because our voice sounds so different when it's recorded to what we think it sounds like in our head. And actually what I suddenly realized is that she was delivering a lot of information in the way that she talked. And so there was no real passion, no real engagement. And it was stories. Stories was the thing that could bring what she was talking about alive. And then I reflected back and I realized, oh, my goodness, this is what I've been doing. I've been part of books where I've had to really condense stories to make them exciting and enticing. And as I started opening, it was like this whole new perspective and people say it's like when you buy a new car you know you think that you've never seen this model before and then suddenly that model is everywhere and it was like that with me and storytelling that suddenly I noticed that all the best speakers in the world were telling amazing stories and that was what was making them the most engaging and so I absolutely love now helping people craft create and mold stories for themselves yeah Sounds awesome. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the books that you that you wrote? Yes. So the first was called Ignite Happiness. And that was the story of my family taking this boat trip from London, England, across the English Channel, and then down through France and through Paris, which was just the most amazing trip. Um, and actually, it still brings me joy every time I think about it, because it was so incredible, totally out of the blue, totally unexpected. And one of those things where I was so close to saying no to, because it seemed such an absurd, absurd thing to do. Um, my children were only four and five at the time. And this was a boat that had no cover, no cabins, nothing like I was anticipating this kind of trip would be so it was just a huge adventure and I talked about that story and the happiness that it brought and the realizations in my first book and the second one was called Ignite Your Wisdom and that was about 
our experience in the 2004 Indonesian tsunami and also the after effect of being part of a charity and really being able to give back and do something positive after such a huge event that impacted so many people around the globe and so to actively be able to reach out and help people and that was just so rewarding and yeah just two great parts of my life that I've also become incredible stories. Yeah I mean they definitely sounds like incredible stories um what made you realize in your own life like why stories are so important I think there are so many different aspects to stories and also because I have traveled a lot and what and met people from all around the world. And when you meet people for the first time, you often hear different stories about their lives. And I just realized, I think over my life, that the power of stories and the power of hearing people's true stories, because the news gets a lot of attention and the news is often quite negative. And a lot of people's personal stories are very empowering. They're very positive. There's amazing stories, which is actually one of the reasons that I started my podcast, because it's all about inspiring stories. And what I realized is this is what we all need. We all need to be inspired by other people. And so many, and I remember hearing and learning about so many people and listening to them. And I was like, more people need to hear this story you know? And so I have learned myself that stories are so powerful because they really can motivate us. I've also heard stories myself that have just radically changed the way that I think, you know, when you hear somebody else and what they've been through and how they've been able to overcome it, it can really change you. And so me, myself, I've noticed this the power that stories have had upon my life and so this is why now I want to also help bring out those positive stories and, and to the world what are the elements that make a good story I think the most one of the, the most important in a good story is somebody that has excited themselves it's about how you feel you know when we really lean into somebody telling a story it's often because they are enthusiastic about the story they're telling they are engaged they're fully can't get the words out fast enough possibly but I think there's a lot of emotion attached to stories and the science is behind it as well is that our brain lights up when we certain kind of emotions are released the enthusiasm and so our brains naturally lean in and remember them more than other things and so just the simple thing of telling you know an honest genuine story of something that happened to yourself or someone you know but something that you really feel is important I know that when we hear those kind of stories I listen to TED talks a lot and there's so many of them there you know the kind of stories that really engage you but I also believe that there is 
an art to it as well and a science in that it's something that we can totally improve because I've listened to great speakers and people around and so there's things that you can do with your voice you things that you can the way you present yourself there are obviously the start of a story is very important particularly now with social media when people's attention is all over the place (laughs) you know Um, thinking about the ending of story there's so many elements to it and of course we only have to look at places like films or Netflix or all those like Disney what creates that great story and often there's somebody in it a character and often that is yourself if it's you telling the story that goes through some challenge some horrific event something they have to overcome and in that process you're like oh you start to like engage in terms of be pulled in those heartstrings and then you really root for that character and then to see them come out the other side the kind of hero's journey really is the classic one that a lot of Disney stories are based upon because Mm -hmm. I've heard it said that the if you want to make a character unlovable make them perfect and Mm. so nobody wants to hear the story where everything goes great everything works out everything falls into a line for a good story we definitely need that drama of things going wrong because without Mm -hmm. it there really is no story yeah definitely (laughs) why do you uh I guess that kind of plays into like why why do so many people's stories fall fall flat you know like or they, they like, or I, I, I guess like probably for myself, I, I'm probably kind of answering my own question a little bit, like where you just kind of like trail off and you don't really have, have an end. <laughs> as soon as I like asked the question, I was like, oh, I know why mine failed. <laughs> yes. And, and that's, I love that because that is, you've hit it the nail on the head. Because that's why I think, because I wouldn't have regarded myself as a good storyteller, you know, for most of my life. I think I was the person who always used to deliver the information. I was the person who was like, oh, did you know? <laughs> and and <laughs> pile on the statistic or something. And there's always a place for statistics. I love them. Um, but often if we haven't thought about a story and we're just telling it and we're relating something that only relates to us and we haven't thought about how this could relate to other people not just ourselves but other people like you say at the end and then you realize there is no point to it because you just was something that happened to you (laughs) and then that's when you kind of trail down because oh why am I telling the story again (laughs) exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) like oh yeah that's happened to me a lot of times yeah and I guess people people so often are so everyone everyone's always thinking about themselves of course because it's like that's natural like you know we 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 want you know good things to happen to our to us and you know so yeah makes sense why do you think people should work to improve on their storytelling abilities Well, I think people who, and it become, it's across the board because communication is one of the number one sought after skills on the planet. And it doesn't matter if you don't work in the field of communication. Every day we interact with people. We, with my children, with our husband, 
with friends, um, also obviously in the business scene. And everybody wants to be that person that is unforgettable. You know, we don't want to be the person that everybody just forgets. And I think that like with the films that you will always remember because they tug at our heart and this is what story telling does they make us more engaging and more memorable um our brain wants to hear them and so i mean i since i've started doing this i use stories more in the way that i interact with my children you know it's so much better than kind of telling them to do something and you tell them a little story maybe about when you were young and they listen in more and they kind of maybe see the point more and I think that's another great thing about storytelling is that it's non-judgmental. You're not saying you should do this. You're saying, this is what I did. And then people can draw their own conclusions. And I think it's a much better way of communicating with people. Yeah, I definitely for myself, like with my you know, teaching, I would definitely talk about like, oh, when I was a kid, like stuff like that. Like anytime the kids would start talking about like, they're taking swimming lessons and they hate swimming lessons. I'd be like, I'm so glad you're taking swimming lessons because when I was your age, I almost drowned, you know, like that kind of thing. And then they're like, oh yeah, swimming lessons are important, you know, like, you know, understanding that kind of thing. So, and then like with the, with the elderly people, like I, we, we do like a lot of like this day in history. So like I'll t- kind of tell stories about these people, but then sometimes I will like re- re- relate it back to like myself. Like I'll be like, oh yeah. What, like the other day there was something about Audrey Hepburn. Oh, like Audrey Hepburn's uh, breakfast at Tiffany's dress uh, had sold for like $800,000, like back in you know, I don't know, whatever year it was. And, uh, and I, and then I talked about how, when I was going to go to my senior prom, I, my great aunt had loaned me her dress from the sixties and it was very Audrey Hepburn breakfast at Tiffany's. And I did it, you know, just about how much I loved it and, you know, that kind of thing. And, and they, they all like, were like smiling and listening, you know, to my like little story. Cause they're just like, Oh yeah, you know. I remember, I want to. I always wanted a pretty dress, you know. Like it brings back those memories for them too. So yes, yeah, absolutely. And I think I love how you've done that with the children you've worked with about talking about swimming with them, and then with the older people you work with as well. Because I think that's another thing about storytelling. We think it's just about us, but everybody takes something different from it. You know, it's this neural coupling that our brains actually start thinking, how does my story relate? What experience have I have? And and we connect to the person who's talking. So, yeah, love what you've just said. Yeah, thanks. How do you think people can gain confidence in their in their story storytelling? The biggest thing I think is to realize that we can all improve no matter where we are. And I realized this because one of the stories, the story in the first book, Ignite Happiness, which was about us going across the English Channel. And because it's such a different story and it was true to me, I started telling it more so. And the more I practiced, the easier it got to tell the story. 
you know and so I definitely believe the biggest thing with anything and learning any new skill set is to practice and to look around to the people around you I noticed myself that so many great speakers I was listening to Marianne Williamson recently and she just puts in all these little stories because it makes things easier to understand and much more relatable. And so the more that we use them in our general speak, the better we get, you know, and then like you say, we kind of see you realized, oh yeah, I kind of drift off at the end. There's no real point or (laughs) no real highlight or how did it finish? So I think the more we pay attention as well um, to what we're saying and the way that we're saying it, that gives us, the starting block to how we can just get better. Uh, you just mentioned Marianne, Marianne Williamson. And uh, I was wondering if there's anyone else that you look to as being great storytellers. I think there are so many people. I also am a really, um, good fan of Melanie Ann Leia because her first language was not English growing up so what I think she's done which is really impressive is that she's carefully crafted the words that she uses in her storytelling so all of us use the same few thousand words all the time but what if instead of saying beautiful because that's my word I use a lot (laughs) What if we shifted it up to say something like it was so exquisite? What if we used a different word that made us stand out? And that's what she's done. And she's practiced a lot. So she's now very good at storytelling. But I would say most speakers up on stage that are engaging are ones that are actually great storytellers and they drift them in. I've watched a lot as well of Dean Graffiosi. He is great as well at using short stories to engage and and he's a master marketer and seller. And so he uses stories to sell or instead of selling because he's like you tell a good story and you're not even feeling like you're selling and I think that is another thing that we underestimate the power well stories are the biggest things that sell a lot of you know people in marketing know that stories sell and so you master that and you can shift whatever you want to in terms of for your audience Mm -hmm. do you have any uh like first steps that someone could take, the audience could take to improve their skills? I would say to start off with a really short story because also today with social media, I think one of the things is that some stories, and I know I do it myself sometimes, you realize that as you're saying it, that people's eyes start to glisten over and you're like, oh, that was good practice because that story was clearly too long Um, and probably didn't have a good ending. So I need to work on both of those. And it's something that we all do, you know, I'm still learning myself. Um, But, you know, is there something really short some little lesson and evolve around a lesson that you have learned in life and one of mine often um, that I like to talk about is with my youngest daughter who was did a lot of tantrums when she was younger and 
I came to the point where I was struggling. I thought I tried everything. You know, I was reading the books. I was doing all the things I thought. And I got to the point where I said to myself, I don't know what to do next. And she was four years old at the time. And I just went over to her and I said, I don't know what to do. What am I going to do? And she looked at me and she said, just give me a hug. And that moment blew me away because I realized I thought I had to have the solution. And yet all I had to actually do was ask her. So simple. And it radically changed the way that I looked at parenting in from that moment onwards. And so something just like that, very short, maybe under two minutes, just something that was a lesson that you learned in your life can be just a short story. And it's just a great way to just start off with storytelling. Uh, what are some of your favorite movies, books? Like what, what like really inspires you in like the art, artistic realm? I've actually recently become a really avid book reader. Love books. Um, probably a lot of them in the personal development realm. Okay. So a lot of nonfiction. But the fiction stories that I've actually been very engaged in recently, one particular one was, well, actually, it's not fiction, it's fact, but a more of a story, um, was Eddie Jaku, the happiest man on earth, who was mm -hmm. in the Germany and Holocaust, Second World War. His story, and again, people actually, other stories around that time to think of the trauma and the tragedy that they went through and then what came out the other side. And I find those incredibly inspiring. Like I love reading true life stories of people that face these hurdles and then were like, it's, it's okay. There is another, and there is another side. And I think that that particularly stands out for me because no matter what we're facing in life, when we look at what these people went through, mentally, physically, everything, and yet they were still able to find happiness again. To mm -hmm. me, that gives me really great comfort that no matter what we go through, there's someone else out there who's gone through worse and has come out the other side. And so I love stories that are like true inspiration, true people, true inspiration. And so that one is one of those, the happiest man on earth. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds very powerful. I, yeah. Um, anytime someone like really goes through the worst and yeah, and comes out like being appreciative of being alive, you know, like that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, very beautiful and inspiring. Yeah, for sure. I always ask my guests, how do you def define fun? Oh, I think as soon as I, you say that word, fun, I think a, a smile actually starts to form on my face. And <laughs> so I think fun is something that makes you smile. For me, when I think of things that are fun, it is often involving something that I'm laughing with. And that often is a family game 
um, at home. I've got two young girls and most evenings we play a family game together. And, you know, sometimes like particularly because it means that adults do silly things. And I think kids love that. The kids love yeah. when adults are silly and mm-hmm. they play with them. And it also reminds us that although we grow up, it's still okay to do silly things and be fun. And so that's what it means for me. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of laughter, when's the last time you laughed so hard that it it hurt? Ooh, that happened the other day. What was I doing? <laughs> I, I I must have been watching something because that would be one of the times when, oh, it was something that related to me. It was definitely something on the TV and a film or something. And I was like laughing because they were saying, oh, that's just like you, mummy. And I was like, oh, it is too. That's so <laughs> something that I would do. It was a film. It was a kiddie film. And the mum had told them to, she was doing lots of things. It was a dance, kiddie dance movie. And this mum had told the kids to like, stop bouncing on the trampoline and it's something I tell my kids all the time that only one person can jump on the trampoline at one time because we haven't got that barrier around the edge yeah um and I was like oh my goodness that is so me I was laughing at myself and then in the film the mother had actually put the trampoline on the side of the road and a big for sale sign on it and I was like (laughs) what a good idea and then they were like oh no (laughs) I've realized the ability to laugh at ourselves is very powerful you know and it was that moment when we were all sitting together watching something that was so silly and I was I was in hysterics you know and but then what was so funny I also started laughing beyond that and I said to my girls do you understand what they're talking about and they said no, not really. We're just laughing because you're laughing, mummy. And <laughs> that was also this point that you don't even have to know what's going on. When one person laughs, it becomes contagious. And the other people, people just start laughing around you. So Yeah. I love that feeling when like everyone's just laughing and just because and it gets like it's like out of control. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I like to ask people what their play personality personality is or pers- are a lot, you can have more than one. I consider myself having three. There's storyteller, of course, <laughs> uh, joker, artist, explorer, kinesthetic, competitor, collector, and oh, and direct and director who likes to plan things. Mm. what would you consider yourself well I hate to state the obvious but I have to go for storyteller and I do believe you did a quiz and I do believe that this came out (laughs) but I also admit that I like the word explorer in and it's a word for me because we travel a lot I love adventure and I think adventure is a big word for me because Mm -hmm exploring new places in itself has a lot of fun attached to it and because we do that a lot I love going to new places because there's that curiosity you become like a kid again in the wow this is new because of course kids are often laughing and having fun because there's so many new things in their world 
but as adults when we're living in the same place and doing the same things every day everything becomes gray and monotonous and we forget that life is full of these wows and when you go to new countries and new people and new places we need to be wowed sometimes and that means we have to get out of our environment mm-hmm. yeah definitely well and but you know it makes sense that you say explorer and storyteller two of your you know your two stories in the books yeah. were around exploring and yeah. you know so makes sense um if you could explore uh the ocean or space which would you explore well i've lived on the water for nearly 10 years so it would have to be the water i love the sea i love being near the sea or anywhere near the sea water is definitely one of my happy places without a doubt yeah do you remember your dreams yes i didn't used to always never and then i was like you know cracked a code one day and just started remembering them but they also disappear I think that first bit when you wake up in the morning and people say you know if you write them down straight away because a few hours later they're often just gone Mm -hmm. do you ever write write your dreams down no but I should shouldn't I and I might start (laughs) now that you've said that But I I do have a lot of dreams where I, or I used to, where I would fly. Um, And, you know, very powerful when you can fly. It's wonderful, wonderful. Everyone should try it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Who doesn't want to fly? (laughs) (laughs) What What made you happy this week? I interviewed the other day Catherine Switzer, who was the first woman to run officially run the Boston Marathon in 1967. And she is an incredible person. She is inspiring. She is now in her 70s. And I just felt like I just wanted to talk to her all day and just glean because what she did was so incredible. Um, definitely I recommend anyone go up and look up her story but even when she finished it because at that time there were all these absolutely ridiculous myths that women weren't physically capable of running a marathon and even when she proved she could it still took another five years before women were allowed to be a part of it and she then campaigned to get the marathon for women in the Olympics So she is someone that's really hugely made a dent in women advancing and leading the way. And she's just such a legend and also such a nice person. You know, she's also created these charities. She's really giving back. She's inspiring other women to get running, become coaches. She has a whole training program, you know, all over the world. And so what I was inspired from her was, Not only is she super powerful in what she's achieved, but she's giving back and just surrounding yourself with people like that. I just felt happier. I just felt more joyful. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to run a marathon. Oh my goodness, I can do this. And before, you know, I was just like full of all these 
possibilities because of being around someone who had done that and who was still running. She was still doing incredible things. And I really feel that being around people who are doing, doing inspiring things inspires you and lifts Mm -hmm. you up. Yeah, I completely agree. She sounds absolutely amazing. I definitely gonna look her up. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm like, wow, that's that you that was you were lucky to be able to talk I to was. her. Definitely, I was. What would be your dream vacation? That's a hard one because there's so many possibilities and it actually relates to my honeymoon because I thought on my honeymoon I'm just gonna lie on a beach just gonna be there and absorb this beautiful place and swim in this beautiful waters and all these kind of things which I kind of have done in the past but then my husband was like I don't want to lie on a beach and I said okay what do you want to do then (laughs) so we ended up thinking, well, what would we do? What would we, you know, is kind of one of those trips of a lifetime that you wouldn't necessarily go do. And we ended up going to the Great Wall of China and walking along the Great Wall of China, going to Beijing, absolutely phenomenal city, totally recommend it. And so it really shifted my whole, do you really want to go and lie on a beach? I love beaches. I love the sun. But I think going to somewhere so different, I've always wanted to see the pyramids in Egypt. I think those Machu Picchu would be another place that would be on the list. So those kind of really special, significant sites on the globe would probably be one of those choices of destinations. Yeah, I totally can hear what you're saying. I I love I love beaches, <laughs> but you know, you gotta you gotta see things. Like I I've always wanted to go to like Angkor Wat. You know. Yes. Yeah, I think that would be incredible too. I would love to go there. No. What makes you feel luxurious? Hmm. Probably right now when you say that, I can just picture myself sitting in a hot tub, you know, really. And I was <laughs> weird. It might sound a bit boring with a nice cup of tea. <laughs> I love tea. I really do. Anyone who knows me knows that like I'm always with a cup of tea, green tea. But I think just being able to stop and relax and sit in that hot water, you know, massaging your muscles is something that we all need to treat ourselves to once in a while. Yeah. And we, we definitely, none of us do it enough. Those kind of, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Ooh, that's a really good question because I actually don't like ice cream. I don't eat ice cream. I defy the the rule of people who like ice cream. I am such a savory person. If you want to know what I really love, hummus, hummus and dips could eat it all day. Okay. Yeah. So make me a non-dairy hummus sorbet, maybe, and that would be that would be my treat. <laughs> I, I, do, I I don't know if that anyone has ever done that before. <laughs> no, so you know it's good to do new things. <laughs> but I bet we'll see. Maybe maybe someday one person. Yep. Let's do a couple word associations and then. 
Uh, what do you think of when you think of furry? Can you say that again, please? Furry, like fur. Furry, like like a cat and fur. Yeah. But actually, that's what yeah. I think of. I think yeah. of allergy. That's not a good association, is it? Because I'm allergic to cats. You, you're allergic to cats. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's a terrible association. <laughs> no, it isn't. It. I think sneezing, <laughs> walk out the room. <laughs> um. Yes. Okay. No yeah, way. not not the best association. That's legit. That's legit. <laughs> um, but it's making me laugh, which well, is good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because we're only talking about it. There's not an actual cat in the room, so you know. <laughs> well, I am starting to feel a little bit itchy as we talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your our our minds play beautiful tricks on our on us, don't don't they? Absolutely, they do. What do you think of when you think of summer? Warmth. Mm -hmm. Very positive. Yes, yes. We, we talked about how, how much we both like sun, so yes. very positive. Love it. Uh, the forest. Mm. The word that comes to mind is comfort. Hmm. How about peace? Happiness. Money. Wealth. Fire. Ow. <laughs> it's it's funny how our brains are like, I'm just saying, ow, ow, fire does hurt. It hurts. Yeah, I think that's having kids, you know, and all the time you're like, watch out for the fire, stay back, be careful. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. Well, especially, yeah, once you have kids, I'm sure like it changes how you think of things sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Because, like, for me, when I think of, like, fire, I think of, like, cozy or, like, or, like, <laughs> or, like, we go camping and uh, I love the smell of my clothes after, after being in front of the campfire. Mm. Like, like, literally for, like, days, like, I'll, like, swell, smell like my sweatshirt. <laughs> yes. And that's maybe, like, campfire, slightly different. Sure. But, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah home safe all right one more coffee yuck I, I figured I was like I think she doesn't like coffee <laughs> no you're right because I was just talking about tea <laughs> yeah. um all right let's do two truths and a lie all right so so I have to say two things that are true and one thing that's not true about yeah. me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I have been to the top of the Eiffel Tower five times. I have... Um, I have flown a small plane... I have, um, I've done lots of things. 
I'm trying to think things that are that are more interesting about my life. Um, I used to be often the last one on the dance floor. Hmm. I'm gonna guess that you have not been up the Eiffel Tower, Eiffel Tower five times. You're correct. I've never been to the top once. Oh, and yeah, I've been to Paris lots of times. I'm not super fan of heights. Oh. I'm okay with them, but I'm not necessarily going to volunteer. I went to the second level. It's nice yeah. enough there. <laughs> what made you want to fly a plane if you're not a fan of heights? That's a really good question. <laughs> Um, I guess when you get so high, it just doesn't matter anymore. Um, I was going to join the Royal Air Force and through that process, through they have a cadetship for people at university and I joined and I got as part of that to fly the plane and do the whole loop the loop, drive it, <laughs> flying it and, and things. Whoa. But I kind of, it was a nice experience. Um, I'm actually too small to fly planes, not the right size, you know, oh. not everything. But it, it was a great, it was a great experience and opportunity. Yeah, that sounds exciting. <laughs> a loop-de-loop? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it is quite interesting, actually, because I don't like roller coasters either. <laughs> so being high, doing a roller coaster, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think I was just younger then. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't know, maybe like, it's one of those things like, once you get to like a sort of, like you get away from the ground enough, you kind of stop seeing it yeah. in a way. Yes. Yeah. I think a hundred meters up is probably scarier than like a thousand. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? So you, you like to dance also? <laughs> I do. I don't do as much of it now but I do like to dance. It's quite good to do it around your kitchen, you know, <laughs> any opportunity. Yeah. 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 I'm a fan of cook cooking while I dance. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, just a little bit, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? Why not? Yeah. No one's looking. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Really. I hate uh, you've asked an awful lot of questions. It's been I so much fun just listening and spending this time with you really it has yeah I I know it's been it feels like it's been a while so I'm glad that we were able to uh reconnect and and have this you know opportunity to mm. talk for the podcast so where can the audience find you so I hang out mostly on Facebook little bit older you can tell what kind of person I am if I hang out on Facebook so find me there <laughs> Sarah Cross I'm also moving over to Instagram so I do occasionally go there but also you can send me an email sarah at the storytellingart.com I also have a website but mostly also you can tune in to my podcast as well stories that wow so lots of opportunities there that's great yeah and yeah, I, I'm hearing about the people that you have on your podcast. I really would recommend people check it out because it there's obviously a lot of inspiring stories and awesome people. I I I will 
I will look out for the one that you recorded this week. Yeah, with Catherine. What's her name She's again? Incredible, Catherine Switzer. She is incredible. So that is going to be released um, this month. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on tonight. <laughs> thank you. I've had so much fun and laughed a lot. You know, <laughs> and it, it is true. It's fun hanging out with you. Thank you.